1: To the program, live mic episode nineteen. Grateful to you for listening. We are on the eve of the legislative session here in the state of Utah. You know, it's interesting. I I think that we might take for granted the fact that uh, the legislative section session is. Uh, Put together and hosted and operated by part-time legislators uh, I- around the country. If you look, you know each state has its own legislature. They're not all the way Utah uh, has it. I- in fact, in New York State, where I'm uh, um, sad to admit that I, I grew up out there in uh, uh, New York, that's not true. I, I love my, my <laughs> hometown. I just uh, I hate admitting that I don't have a uh, uh, full Utah credibility. Not having grown up here, uh, so I'm from New York, and they have full-time legislature. I think they call it an assembly out there, and so the lawmakers are that is their full-time job. That's what they. Do do 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days here in utah it's different it's folks from the community it's folks who have uh full-time jobs and families and they take uh, a time of their year Uh, they set aside they step away from their regular lives uh and go and do the work of the legislature and that's coming up the the legislative session uh runs about mid-january to uh march and we have one such legislator here in studio with us angela romero we've been speaking uh so far of about uh, HB 90. It's a bill that would require clergy to report all Allegations of child abuse, particularly those uh, confessed by the perpetrator. Uh, There are protections for those types of folks right now Uh, and it's a fascinating debate which we've been discussing here uh, over the past uh, segment. But when uh, producer Amy uh, called Representative Romero yesterday and said, hey, uh, this is fascinating you have touched on an interesting issue we'd love to have you in studio uh, to talk about it. Uh, You, Representative let Amy know that you in fact have another piece of legislation uh, you feel it's important to share with folks Tell us about that now.
0: I actually feel like the bill I'm going to talk about right now is a much more important bill than um, any of the legislation I'm running this session. And it's on murdered and, murdered and missing indigenous women and girls and two-spirited people. Last session, I ran a resolution with um, Senator Escamilla. And we just wanted to acknowledge um, the Awareness Day, which is May 5th, which is um, already looked at out at, of... At federal level and we were able to pass that resolution we we passed that resolution to educate our colleagues just on the crisis of murdered and missing indigenous women and the lack of of data because there are conflicting reports where law enforcement um as they know our numbers aren't that high but then the urban institute says yes um, you're within within the top 10 here and because of that, I wanted to put this task force together to kind of see where the gaps are, because when you're looking at our indigenous population, you're dealing with the sovereign nation, you're dealing with the federal government, you're dealing with state law, you're dealing with county law, you're dealing with local law. So you have all these governmental entities um kind of conflicting at times so this task force will um look at these gaps and then we'll make those recommendations to the law enforcement and criminal justice standing committee which i serve on during the interim and i want i might want to point out yes we we serve 45 days during the session but we also have interim sure and we also have other responsibilities so i always tell people i have two full-time jobs
1: very good uh i am always intrigued by unlikely allies and uh, Don't let me put words in your mouth, but I'm going to guess that on most days, you and Donald Trump don't end up uh, uh, seeing things the same way. But in this case, (laughs) is that fair fair to say? That's very fair. (laughs) Uh, Maybe even on this recent Iran deal. Well, Um, let's
0: just say I didn't vote for him.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, But on this issue... Uh, it, it was the president who just recently uh, signed an executive order establishing a White House task force on exactly this demographic, missing and murdered indigenous women. It's called uh, Operation Lady Justice. Exactly. kind of cute. Um, uh, and, and we learned later that uh, Secretary William Barr, Attorney General rather, William Barr, uh, is making some adjustments within the Justice Department to address just this. Are you, you satisfied with that effort? Uh, can, you, can you get on board?
0: Yeah, I'm satisfied with that effort. And for me... Uh, Everything I focus on is a human rights issue and party aside for I want to be able to make sure that everyone has the same access to things and um, policies um, help everyone. And with this particular bill, um, Ben Winslow tweeted out why Senator, you know, this is a surprise. Senator um, Dave Hinkins is going to be her floor sponsor and a A a Republican. He's a Republican. And a lot of people don't. No, that majority of us, we work really well together, regardless of where our party is. But this is an important issue for him because of the populations and the areas he represents. And I always like to educate people when we're talking about our indigenous population here in Utah, not everybody lives on a reservation. So we can't right. stereotype people. We have a lot of, um, Native people who live in an urban setting. Um, the urban Indian walk in, the urban Indian center is in my district. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm also a Native American and Latina but I was raised on my Latino side. So um, it's, it's much more complicated than just um, stereotyping and putting people in a category and just assuming they're living um, in a certain situation. And when you look at violent crimes against Native American women, in particular Indigenous women, their perpetrators are not Indigenous men. Not saying that that doesn't happen, but majority of those perpetrators are um, not Indigenous.
1: There are u- unique crimes committed against a unique section of the population, and these crimes are being committed by a unique offenders mm-hmm. uh, requiring a, a unique uh, a set of eyes to take a look at it you will create a task force tell us about uh, the the goals and and uh, and what ought this uh, task force be doing
0: so the task force will look at why do we have the gaps and um well on the task force i wanted to make sure that we had a Native American, Indigenous voice there. So when you look at the task force, which ours is a little unique in which we make sure that it's a balance of legislators and um, people who work for um, tribal communities who are, um, who are Native so that we're having an on- honest conversation so it's not us lawmakers saying this is what you need mm-hmm. to do for your communities.
1: We're speaking to uh, Utah Representative Angela Romero, represents District 26 here in Salt Lake City. Uh, a pair of bills she has. Uh, we've spoken about one. Uh, the one we're dealing with right now, HB 116, uh, for the uh, task force, establishing a task force uh, to look at the issue of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, and other folks. Uh, t- tell us what, uh, what, what this task force will produce. Oftentimes, uh, I spent most of the last five years working in Washington, D.C., a lot of task force, and so... Uh, oftentimes they would produce a report and suggestions and, and maybe even draft up legislation. What will your task force produce?
0: What our task force will produce is just that. We'll produce a report and we'll make some policy recommendations. And then I or other people, other members of the legislature will hopefully um, push those forward. But in particular with um, the demographic we're talking about, we're looking at um, incidents of sexual violence, domestic violence and uh, Let's not just talk about those. How do we do the preventative work? And then if somebody is missing and they're found, how do we make sure we're giving them the right services they need?
1: Standing, uh, I, I'm grateful to you for your service. Uh, the <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. They're singing happy birthday in the hall and i leave the door open so we can kind of hear it. Uh, thank you, producer Amy. Uh, and, and thank you, uh, representative Romero. I'm grateful to you for being here. And what we're doing here, folks, is the past couple of days we've had legislators here in studio to share some of the, the bills that they've introduced. There will be hundreds more introduced as we, uh, get closer and we see if not the spirit. Thousands. Yeah, right? Thousands. <laughs> uh, and so I'm grateful to those who have, who have done some work already, who have introduced and are getting a jump start on things here. Uh, as we walk towards the legislative session here in the state of Utah. So, uh, Representative Romero, again, I'm thankful to you. If you have more uh, in store for us, please give us a call. Uh, also, we'll be keeping an eye on this uh, legislation as it moves forward. I'm grateful to you for your time, grateful to you for your service, and I'm grateful to you for the special attention you're paying to these important issues.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Outstanding. Uh, so that's that. That's the report from Capitol Hill this morning. As I told you earlier, there is a lot in store on the program today. We've heard from uh, the Treasury Secretary as he spoke alongside Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo this morning announcing the specifics regarding the Iran sanctions, the economic sanctions that we are going to impose on that nation after it fired missiles uh, at military bases, housing U.S. soldiers. Luckily, uh, as we've been reporting over and over, and I, I don't mind repeating myself, uh, no one uh, was lost. There were no American casualties, nor any casualties sustained by any of our coalition forces. And also, later on, interesting thing, is, saw it on Twitter earlier, the Morning, and it has to do with a license plate. You, you ever, ever see those vanity plates? I, it's always fun. I when I'm with my wife driving around, and we see some uh, something that's certainly a personalized plate, but it's a little tough to decipher. We'll go back and forth and try to race to see who can figure it out first. Uh, well, there was spotted just yesterday uh, over by Trolley Square a license plate uh, that said Deportum, D E P O R T. M them, those letters all in sequence uh, on the back of a Honda uh, a listener of the program snapped a picture sent it our way and uh, and we're looking into what that means now I uh, have uh, a personalized plate myself it's just my last name with the vowels uh, pulled out of it uh, but what I've done is I went over to the website uh, the DMV site to find to find the the criteria uh, for what would qualify a personalized plate i'm going to read through that later on with you we're going to see if this uh, license plate deportum uh, should have been printed on a utah state license plate uh, or not Uh, if if i'm honest i don't think that there's any reason that should have ever made it through the the scrutiny of the folks up at the dmv hopefully it was a mistake uh, uh as opposed to a decision to let something like that through we don't need license plates being platforms for for Political uh, debate. Uh, also, later on, we're speaking to Utah Mother of the Year. That's all coming up on today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
1: There's desperation and anguish.
0: More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding.